everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. And I would like to point out, I was wrong about this episode. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not as bad as I was worried it was going to be. I, I think it's bad in just in a different way than I expected. That's fair. That's that is, that is I that is what I would say. I, I'm just happy this episode solved racism. Uh, that's really what it did. You know, no more racism now because the Simpsons they had did this episode. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, good oh God, this episode. Hello, hey, hello, hello, fans of us. Presumably, we are brought to you by you, our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to Patreon.com/slash/TheSimpsonsShow. For only two dollars a month, you get access to all of our bonus content. For five dollars a month, you get access to that much, much more. It's the best deal in podcasting. I've said it many, many times. I'll say it again. We have someone to thank, Matthew. Oh, thank goodness, Everett Sterling. Thank you, Everett. Thank you, Everett. I'm so sorry. This is your first episode. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be. Say, it could be. Worse. It could. It could have been this week's uh, new episode. I would rather watch that than this, Matt. That's really wow. Okay. We'll get to it. This is this week's episode. It is the color yellow. I'm just gonna. There's just gonna be a lot of me sighing. Okay, I'm just gonna like you guys. Like I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna be sighing a lot. You probably you won't hear me rolling my eyes, but I I cannot roll my eyes harder at this episode. Episode MAB F06 originally aired February 21st, 2010. Written by Ian Maxstone Graham and Billy Kimball. Directed by Raymond S. Percy. Received a 3.0 rating with 6.8 million viewers. This is a repeat couch gag from Father Knows Worst in which the family swims across the swimming pool. Homer ends up floating face down in the water. That's how I felt watching this episode the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Just face down. Like, um, this episode guest stars Ren T. Brown as Virgil. I he he does he tries. He's a good actor, good character actor, like good television actor. Not given much to do here. No, he's given literally almost nothing. Um, which is the biggest problem in this episode, honestly. Uh, or at least part of it, a part of the big problem. But it's not his fault. He 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 does what's given. Um, okay. This episode begins <laughs> with I I don't know why I don't know why this is happening. Um, it's strange to me that this it starts with this because it doesn't end up mattering, um, and it's not f- whatever. Willie is blowing up a stump. He's trying to get rid of a stump. He tries to pull it out with his tractor. It doesn't doesn't budge. Uh, so he he blows it up with some dynamite. Bart helps. Okay, because explosives. Um, but the they the stump explodes gets blown out of the ground and ends up on Skinner's car getting a Mykea joke. This is the the Mykea maybe the funniest thing in this episode, Matt? Mm, yeah, probably, honestly. It's not very funny. This episode's it, this episode is so it's very dull. I I'll, I'll add it's very dull. It's very boring. Um and this kind of very boring excuse is maybe the, the only thing that approaches humor. There might be a couple other moments that approach a joke. There's not much of it. Um, but we cut from this, and I think, like, Bart shows up later a couple times, but we don't know, like, there's no reason for this to exist. You can cut directly to Lisa in her cl- in the classroom. You don't need this. Yeah, like, and it it's just because they wanted more laughs, and they decided that uh, they couldn't be that racist. 
Oh, they try in a few places. Now this episode, this episode is right. Like I'm here. This episode is not racist in the way that you know. Like let me let me look at our our best episode ever list and look. Let me look all the way down to the bottom. Okay, this episode is not racist in the way that like Simpson Safari is racist. Okay, Simpson Safari is racist. That is true. This is right. This is racist in a different way. It's not racist in the way that Goo Goo Guy Pan is racist. It is still racist. It's just racist in a very different way. Um, it's an, it's, it's well, more it's subtle. A, it's almost yeah. It's almost worse because it's it's very much just like hey, uh, the actual plot is not bad, honestly, in terms of racism. Uh, but like this, the one-off side jokes are just horrible. And I just think, what? Who thought this was okay as a side joke? It's, Oh God, baffles. <laughs> we'll 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 get there, Matt. And I would argue that the plot is racist. We'll but we'll get, we'll get there too. Um. So and and like and I'll say the episode is relatively coherent. Um. In that you understand what the stakes are. Like that's the only thing this episode I think what I would say does right. In that it does set stakes. It is about Lisa wanting again. I mean, it's an episode they've done before. <laughs> They've literally done this plot before because Lisa gets assigned a family tree. She has to go dig up her family tree as part of an assignment from Miss Hoover. And you would say, oh, they did an episode where Lisa, you know, traced back her lineage and tried to figure out about because she wanted to be known as she was a, she had the Simpson gene and she was smart. Right. She's doomed to be stupid as soon as she grew up. And this is roughly the same idea where she's going to track down people in her history and see if they're good not if they're smart but if they're like good people i guess because apparently talking to homer and then abe they say that lisa that all of the simpsons are bad people they're all scum effectively they're all creeps they're all bad people Uh, and we kind of discover that alongside lisa I can't wait to see what noble branches lie in the simpson family foliage No, this can't be right. Yeah, they're all horrible. Yeah, the Simpson family is a long line of horse thieves, dead beats, horse beats, dead thieves, and even a few alcoholics. There must have been some good ancestors. Grandpa, don't you know any? Not a one. Maybe the nicest was Abigail Simpson, who you know as the Pittsburgh Poisoner. Listen, Lisa, you're going to find more than you bargained for. If I were you, I wouldn't dig into the past. I lived in some of that past, and I got out for a reason. I won't give up. I have to know that somewhere in the muck and the mire and the Pittsburgh Poisoners, this family had a noble spark, and I will find it, even if I have to go back to Adam and Eve. Oh, you mean Adam and Eve Simpson, or as you may know them, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. (sighs) This is just nonsense to pad the episode. I, Matt, there's a lot of things that just kind of leave me speechless in this. Um, but, yep. like, I can't. Okay, I'll just take it on face value. And there's so many things. And, like, this is a complicated factor. Isn't it? There's so much nonsense going on in this episode where you have to just take it at face value. You just have to say, okay, they say it, it. They say it's happening. The writers say it happens. So it does. And you're just like, okay. Despite the fact that we've met other Simpsons, like there's just so many things that are, in this episode says are true that we know aren't true from what we've because we've watched the show. It's it's literally like stuff like that where you're like, well, I we've met other Simpsons, right? Like 
we know and we've see, we saw a bunch of them in that old episode uh what i forget the title of the one where lisa in the simpson, simpson. was it lisa the simpson lisa the simpson okay well like that episode exists right and it has existed for a long mm-hmm. time at this point even in 2010 it existed for a long time so you just have to i guess ignore it ignore everything about it ignore the fact that like this episode doesn't clearly doesn't care how genetics work or just ignores it just for the sake of it. Whatever. Lisa's set. She's like, no, there has to be some good people in the family. Right? Right. Lisa goes digging the attic. This gives us a chance to get a tracking shot where we see, uh, they insert a bunch of references to old episodes, which I think is kind of hypocritical (laughs) where they want to reference. Hey, look, here's a, here's stuff from, from Lisa on Ice. Here's stuff from the bear suit episode for some reason. Um, but we don't talk about the episode where Lisa literally did already did this. Lisa opens a box at random and finds a diary covered in dust. And it is Eliza Simpson's diary. <gasps> so dusty. Diary of Eliza Simpson? This entry's dated April 14th, 1860. I warn you, I don't know what's in there, but if it's about a Simpson, you ain't gonna be proud. Our ancestors were kicked out of Australia! Oh, stop! It's the journal of a sweet little girl! Keep reading, honey. Dearest Diary, today I am the happiest girl in Springfield. See? All good! Because tomorrow, I shall get my very first slave. (gasps) Yay, cliffhanger. Woo, uh-huh. Okay, so one, this is really disingenuous cliffhanger. Like, I don't mind a cliffhanger, but you can't just, like, completely mislead your audience, which is what this is. Because little Eliza Simpson wants to free a slave. She, that's, like, literally what we just, we find out in the next act. So this is a completely disingenuous cliffhanger, because it's like, oh, look how dramatic it is. And you're just like, well, I it makes it act like Eliza is a literally like endorses slavery where she actually, no, she doesn't. Um, but whatever. Sure. I, this, the first thing I say is that's a disingenuous, disingenuous cliffhanger and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I say is why are we ranking an episode that has slavery in it, Matt? Why is the Simpsons doing this? Why? Uh, you can, and, and the worst part about this is we're going to go ahead and address this now. This is a story about slavery from a white person's perspective. Yep. Even in 2010, we knew that was a stupid thing to do. I just, you're not like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like one, you can literally write an episode about anything. You're in charge. Like you're the Simpsons, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You work for the Simpsons. You're a writer for the Simpsons. And you're literally, your job is to go, Oh, come up with a bunch of ideas. What do we write an episode about? Uh, you could do about anything. Like you're limited only by your imagination and your capacity to create, you know, from it. Uh, you don't have to write an episode about slavery. You can complete, like, that's the blessed thing. You're not beholden. There's no slavery in, you know, in small town America that you have to write an episode about it. You can just not. You can write about anything. Anything in the world. It could be about how Lisa wants to grow, a, wants to go buy an orange grove. Like, it does, like, anything. And so they do. And, yes, yeah, so your second point, which is the thing, like, what I've been alluding to this whole episode so far is like why this episode is racist is like it's an episode about slavery, but it is centered 
on Lisa's perspective, right? And it is centered on the fact that Lisa is wanting to make sure for her own conscience, like that's it, is literally like, I just don't want to feel bad because my ancestors endorsed or were slave owners. And if the moral of the story at the end of the day was, hey, Lisa, you're a little eight-year-old girl. You don't know any better, right? You're an little eight-year-old girl, and she could meet, like, she could go, and you could have someone educate her and say, hey, you know what? It doesn't, like, maybe, like, it's not a big deal. Like, you, you're not responsible for the behavior, but you should at least try and center a different perspective than your own about this story. Or, or even because hey, we only ever get anything from the white character's perspective. We only get it from Eliza's perspective, from Mabel's perspective, from like Millhouse's grandpa, Millhouse's great, 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 great uh, grandpa, or whatever it was. Yeah, we get nothing from. I mean, this is probably a side effect of the, the Simpsons having very few centered black characters, uh, because as this episode will go on, uh, we will have Millhouse uh, provide a counterpoint to Lisa's story when. In reality, it probably would have been more interesting if The Simpsons had any uh, young black characters that could have been like, hey, no, I have my family history and it says this kind of thing. And we could have had a very interesting, uh, you know, theme of the episode about, oh, how, you know, what we have in history is what's written by people and left behind. So it, it all becomes about perspective. But no, we get Lisa versus Milhouse. And the, and the versus Milhouse part is, is barely anything because I don't have time for it. But that's it. I mean, like, that that's going to be this whole episode. Right? And then, like, that's me. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm rolling my eyes this entire time because it literally then the whole episode, this is what this episode is about, is about Lisa not wanting to feel guilty about what her ancestor did a long time ago. I don't, like, my first my first response is, like, I don't care. Who cares? I don't care. Like, who cares? I don't care. I don't care, Lisa. Maybe, like, be active in today and try and help offset any potential damage you're you're potential enslaving family did yeah who cares uh we got a commercial very short first act four minutes and 43 seconds and when we come back we get a whole lot of dumb stuff <laughs> because first up uh we get the whole thing with uh the stupid cliffhanger is resolved and we find out that oh no you know lisa or the simpsons ancestors were not enslavers uh they were as part of the underground railroad but then it just gets dumb I can't believe we're descended from slave owners. Me neither. For once, the Simpsons were in management. Uh, read a little more, honey. Saturday, April 14th, 1860. Dear Diary, I must be brief, for tonight is the grand ball at Colonel Burns' plantation. I shall dress myself in finery like a well-to-do southern belle. What's for dinner? Possum. Oh, can't we have opossum? Not on your salary. I can't believe I buttoned my britches for this. In my elegant gown, no one will suspect that I'm actually on a mission to help my very first slave escape to freedom. Yes! She wasn't a slave owner. Our family was on the Underground Railroad. We ran a subway station? No, the Underground Railroad was a bunch of people who helped slaves escape to Canada. There were no actual trains, and it wasn't underground. Then they should have called it the Above Ground Normal Road. Good point, Bart. I haven't thought of that before. Very good, Bart. That's a great story, Lisa, and you should stop reading right there. <gasps> So, yes, uh, we can see that, oh, no, uh, we're basically set up with the conflict that, no, Lisa now finds out that her 
ancestor, Eliza, uh, was part of the Underground Railroad. I really could have done about the idiocy of the joke of, oh, it should have been called the above ground whatever. That's stupid. Please insert better joke here next time. Uh, but at this point, uh, Lisa can't help herself. Uh, she has a dream and gets up the next morning and decides that she cannot not read the diary. So she goes in there and tries to read more. <sighs> Robbie. What? I, I can't with a Selma joke. Can you can you please what just Matt here, I'm this is this okay. This is a very mild defense of this joke, okay? The mildest I, of, the mildest of defenses, okay? Is that it requires some cleverness. It requires a slight amount of wordplay. Like the fact that there was a civil rights movement important march in Selma, and there is a character named Selma. But that's the last, that's a, the mildest amount of defense I'll give it, Matt. It's not, you shouldn't have it. <laughs> I don't okay, know what to say. We're going to skip right over that because uh, it is incredibly stupid. It's, I mean, I just, again, I, I think, Matt, I can at least go, oh, they, they had to like use, they had to be clever for that a moment. They had to recognize like, oh, what, that those two things are the same word. I, but I mean, there's no, you should probably still include it, especially in this episode. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh in any other episode, I just kind of roll my eyes. But in this episode, I'm just like, oh, Lord. Anyway, we go back to the flashback uh, where we see uh, young Eliza at Colonel Burns' okay, ball. Okay, man. Terrible I'm a, jokes. I, 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 have so, I have just some questions for you that I'm very mm-hmm. confused about. Now, Eliza. Is it one, the Simpson family back then is super poor. So why is Eliza going to Colonel Burns' ball? That's one of the many questions I have. Okay. Many of them, yeah, about the the, the circumstances of the past uh, in this flashbacks where none of them make any freaking sense. But my first question for you, Matt, just to this is for a clarification clarification question. Eliza, Eliza Simpson looks exactly like Lisa, right? Yes. Okay. And as we meet the rest of the, we see the rest of the family. We see Mabel and we see Hiram. Um, they they look home, look like Homer and Marge, right? Right. The only way this makes sense is this is is this be, is because this is Lisa imagining this, I guess, or is it just because that this is a Simpsons episode? If you don't have the main family on on the camera at all times, people will get confused and not know what show they're watching. Because like it's Marge, Mary, Marge and Homer have only been together since high school, and they've only had children that look like like I understand how basic genetics work i think that's my curse is that i understand yeah. how s- the basic science <laughs> and lisa would have the problem with knowledge uh, Robbie. yeah i know eliza wouldn't look like lisa eliza would look like more like homer if anything like or abe you know like they would look more simpsons the proper like male from the male side of the family they would look like nothing like the combination of marge and homer and i wouldn't care so much about that except this whole episode is about a family tree, right? It's about Lisa going after her family tree mm-hmm. and seeing her, her ancestors. And you can't just ignore that stuff. And it immediately, like, it's not, it's not just, it's not, it's not just the, the, the Burns, Burns, Burns looks the same. Um, and Burns is also in, are they in the South? Are the Simpsons in the South, Matt? No. Great question. I assume. No, I mean, but Springfield's not in the South. I mean, the the one time they've said where it is, it's Kentucky, which was a slave state. No, I understand that, but like, if Col- I, you and I both grew up in the South, correct? Mm-hmm. 
Correct. Springfield is not a southern small town. First of all, there's only Cletus is the only slack-jawed yokel. Uh, (laughs) And and no one else has a southern accent. Like, obviously, it's supposed to be any town USA. So, oh, it's in the Midwest somewhere. It's in, you know, it's in middle America. That's not, like, Georgia. It's not Alabama. It's not Mississippi or South Carolina. It so like you're telling me that the the Simpsons were in this this in this like all of this. I'm not gonna go on. I can go on forever. All of this just n- makes it feel like this isn't real. This feels like a anthology episode. You know, it feels like oh, this is a story of a folk t- folk tale story from the South. Right, and it's Lisa imagining this in her head as she's telling a story, but they want this to be real, and it's it's ridiculous. It is all absurd, and it, and that when you pair the fact that this is so absurd with the heaviness of slavery, it makes it even more absurd. It makes it even more farcical. It feels like again, like it doesn't take a genius to stop. At some point along the way and go, wait a minute, this is a bad idea. Let's not do this. You would hope, but they don't, unfortunately, but they, they, did. they didn't. They didn't. No one did that. I don't know. Okay. So, moving on, we go back to the ball. We have uh, some idiocy with Colonel Burns and his aide, who is obviously oh, Smithers, oh, who is exactly the same. They, yeah, Smithers is there. Uh, there's a lot of Simpsons characters in the past, and it's all stupid. Um, this is the only, this is, I think, the thing I enjoyed the most in this episode, Matt. Okay. This one okay. brief scene. This is the I think the only thing that gave like the only thing that I, I said that the Mikea joke earlier with Skinner uh in his car was the thing that I approached humor the most. This is the actually the moment that approached humor the most for me. It's when Burns makes them change a waltz to four four time. And then everyone trips over themselves. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing. That's I think I went, ah, that's fun. Yeah. But that's it. There's nothing else. That's it. That's yeah. it. Um so at this point, uh, Lisa, or, sorry, Eliza sneaks away. It's not uh, Lisa. Finds it's Eliza. It's definitely That's a different person. That's what I said, person. Eliza. Definitely different. Don't say Lisa. It certainly doesn't look uh-huh. exactly uh-huh. the same and act exactly the same, except that she has a southern the, accent. The same voice actress and everything. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, uh, so Eliza sneaks out, finds Virgil, uh, convinces him to come with her, despite the fact that she doesn't know north from south. Kind of important, especially in those days before GPS. Uh, and they run away. Uh, they get very far because no one's carrying them, uh, but they're caught by a fugitive slave patrol. Uh, and unfortunately for the family, at this point, the rest of the diary turns to dust. To be fair, they're, just so they're spotted by a slave patrol. They're not caught. They're spotted by a fugitive slave patrol. You know, predecessor to the police. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so at this point, the family is very disappointed, especially Lisa. Lisa, not Eliza. Lisa is very disappointed in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her and Marge go to the library. And they ask for anything uh, to do with the past Simpson family. And lo and behold, there's a cookbook by Eliza's mother, Mabel, who looks exactly like Marge for some reason. Okay, wait, Matt. Matt, Matt, Wait a a second, Matt. Okay. I I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to pause. I'm going to do a brief amount of research. (laughs) Robbie, you know we're not not allowed to do research here. No, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to this episode. I'm going to pop it back open and see what that... I need to know, I need to know this at this point. Okay. This is vital information. Oh my god. Okay. It has All right, Matt. This confirms it. Okay? I'm looking mm-hmm. at the screen cap right now 
and it's okay. recipes by Mabel Simpson, and it has a picture of her in it or an illustration. Yes, it it I is, got told you that. Okay, Matt. I just wanted to verify. Trust but verify. Mm-hmm. So this is not. <laughs> this is crazy. This is not just Lisa imagining. Oh, these are my family members. So this is what they look like. Explain to me how Mabel Simpson looks like Marge Simpson, even though Marge is a Bouvier. Robbie, Robbie, we've already been over this. Okay, Eliza looks exactly like Lisa. Know, but you Mabel could say looks exactly like Marge. You could say that it's Lisa's imagination as she's reading this story, Matt. That's like it's her. They, no. It's her casting it. You know, like oh, my, it's my mom, so the mom would would look like my mom. Oh, it's the dad, so he would look like my dad. It's it's a little girl, so she would look like me. But in th- this is third party evidence that no, she just looks like Marge, and that's impossible. That's impossible. This is not, and this is not an imaginary story. Okay, I'm sorry. I really am. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They don't care. <sighs> yeah, they don't care. And but what's even funnier about this, and I say funny in the sad sense, not funny in the actual joke. Funny sense. Funny isn't that weird sense. Not funny. Ha ha. Exactly. Exactly. <coughs> is this cookbook? Uh, is basically a predecessor to all of the recipe blogs because in a footnote for a random recipe, side note, all the recipes are terrible for awful things, uh, is the rest of the story. That's how we find out what happened is apparently Eliza's mother wrote down what happened to Virgil and Eliza as they tried to run away from the slave patrol in the footnotes to a recipe in a recipe book. Stupid. Incredibly stupid. But I've got a clip, so yeah. This one doesn't sound road killy, and it comes with a story. Many years ago, my daughter Eliza brought a runaway slave, Virgil, to the house. <gasps> they made it back to the house? How? The patrollers were too fast for Eliza and Virgil. Luckily, they chanced upon a traveling circus. Where they were helped by a crusty old clown. A little schmutz, a little schmear, and presto, you're part of the Underclown Railroad. So, you got any talent? Well, I am a bit musical. The sun shines bright on my old Kentucky home. Rule number one, never be better than me. And I'm pretty bad. Nothing to see here. Just a couple of clowns and the world's youngest bearded lady. Bad ideas. Look at her any longer, you're going to have to pay a nickel. Why do I always ask for a nickel? That's like 20 bucks in 2010 money. Wait, all that was in the recipe? It was a footnote. See? Anyway, I was very proud of Eliza, but my husband Hiram had not quite caught abolition fever. Uh-uh, no way. He'll get me in trouble. Maybe you change your mind about me after you try some of my wheel cakes. Wheel cakes? They're just honey-sweetened batter. Go on. Deep-fried and hog lard. Lard, you say? Then dust it with powdered sugar. You can say. You swear you'll help him? I give you my word as a southern gentleman. Woo! So... 
thankfully this scene gives us a little more by their accents to go by where they're shooting for. So we're probably looking somewhere in northern Georgia, Tennessee area. Uh, I judge oh, by the accents for Homer's man. thing at the end there. Oh, man. Uh, so. man, that's not. They <laughs> don't Robbie, care. I'm trying to concentrate on anything but what's actually happening here. Okay, okay what well, Krusty's here. Why is Krusty here? Like, what is this? Because Why? they need what? Simpsons characters. But it's, yeah. I know, Robbie. 1860s. Don't they literally have? Uh, okay, whatever. But I like yep. this is so Luckily absurd. For us, it's so look. stupid. All of it is so dumb, and all of it is pre- it's all built around. Oh, we have to free this slave. And you're like, oh my! Like, did no one? Did no one go? Hey, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't. Do- I, I. That's what I. The question I keep coming back to my, every time is like, at at what point do you go? Maybe we shouldn't do this. Like this is the Virgil gets a like a moment of character here where he's like talented musically, but like okay cool what is that like what is this? Could not tell you. God Almighty! All right, so we're moving on. Oh, and luckily for me, this is where this act ends. So now Robbie has to talk about this inanity. Luckily for me, third act is very short, much like the first. Yeah, uh, we come back for twelve minutes and twenty-two seconds. <sighs> Okay, Robbie. I'm I'm losing my mind. I'm watching. This. I'm talking about this one. So, Lisa presents her findings at the school in front of the whole. Why this was in her classroom? Now she has to present all of this in front of the entire school. Well, yeah, Robbie. Otherwise, Millhouse couldn't be the one to interrupt her. It, but it's like they're doing like a black. But it's like part of a black Black History Month presentation, right? I'm not making that yeah, up. Essentially, yeah. Like, w- w- wasn't this a family tree? That's, again, like, what is this? What is this episode? Like, why is Lisa conf- presenting her family tree in f- in front of the whole school as part of a Black History Month presentation? It is nonsense. Um, But this is when Milhouse steps up. Lisa starts presenting her her. her or findings, I guess, which is the diary and the cookbook. And Milhouse jumps in to say that, no, he has a diary of his, I don't remember, relative from many years ago that saw something that contradicted. Mil- they all have the same name, Matt. They all have similar. It's Mabel. Uh-huh. It's Eliza. It's Hiram. It's Milford. Like, what is Is this it? Like, are these jokes? Or is it just really easy to equate characters with one another? Just get, okay. So Milhouse's diary. He, I don't know why. Like when you and when you stop to think about it, you're like, wait a minute. Well, how does Milhouse know that Lisa's doing all this? Did Bart tell him? Uh, dude, why would he? I, I, why would Milhouse have this? Milhouse, Matt. Milhouse is a moron. Okay. Milhouse is mm-hmm. stupider than Bart, right? Supposedly. And so, we, but he has this like common knowledge. He knows, oh yeah, I have this diary from Milford, my great, 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 whatever. Just hey, he has it on hand. He has this information. Why is he dis? Why is he? Why does he want to disprove Lisa so badly? What is his motive? This none of this makes sense. His ancestor saw Hiram being bribed by Burns, and Hiram basically gives up the details of Virgil's location because of donuts. Come on. That's one of Virgil's sugar-sprinkled cake rings. Now, where is he? I don't have to answer to some weak old man with a walking stick. 
A beaten stick! Bring it! Dastard! Renegade! Mooncuff! I can't tell you where he is. I swore an oath! See, you know, Simpson, every man has his price. No one is better at determining said price than yours truly. I would say your price is a pleasant surprise. That's exactly my price. Your man Virgil is in... Father, no! Eliza, hold your tongue! Don't worry, I'll handle this one. Young lady, in this day and age, women only express their opinions in diaries to be found long after they're gone. From the day you were born, you were brought up to crave the approval of a man. And I know you really want to be a good girl, and good girls are seen and not heard. Yes, sir. That a girl. Now, where's my man? In a turnip shed. Now, what's my surprise? Your surprise is a new pair of shoes. Oh, my God, that surprise is so pleasant. <laughs> <sighs> I this is about Matt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I just want to say this one more time. Mm-hmm. Emphasize this. This episode's about slavery, mm-hmm. and we're having jokes about donuts and mm-hmm. shoes and beaten sticks. And when you say, "Oh, this episode's not that racist," uh, it's not that problematic. I, I just exhibit A. Like, what is like? Look at this. Like, they, they, and oh yeah, this isn't that funny that Homer is giving up the location of a slave so that Burns can bring him back in, probably torture him, uh, maybe kill him for shoes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that? I mean, I wouldn't call funny? that a racist, but I would call it incredibly stupid. It's broadly very. It's broadly uh, racist, Matt, just because of the nature of slavery. That's I think that's my. It's it's certainly offensive. Um, we got a commercial. Sixteen minutes and seven seconds. Yes. Yeah, so luckily, this ends rather quickly. I mean, uh, no, I, Matt, I that don't say that to people. Okay. This episode, okay, it feels fine. like it's a million years long. I cannot. It does. It I does. do not. It isn't. It. We will gloss over many of the facts because many of them are nonsense. But it feels like forever. That's fair. That's fair. So. Once they're done with that part of the tale, um, the, uh, Lisa and Marge go back to the library. Uh, the librarian says, well, you know, I don't know of any books on this, but you can check the old film vault. So they go in there. Uh, Lisa uh, finds a film of like an oral history of Springfield from like the 50s and watches it. And, oh, uh, Eliza has a huge regret from when she was young. And that's it. That's all we get from her. I so. Man, 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 man. I should have been. I should have realized this. That 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 it looks like an old Lisa. It does. It, Eliza that. looks like an old Lisa. Very convenient. Lisa just finds this very the footage exact footage she needs. Well, I mean, it's the exact footage confirming her worst fears. But we don't get any explanation. That's all we get is, oh, I have a huge regret. The end. We have to go back to Abe at home to get the rest of the story, because I guess Abe knows this and just decided, nah, I don't need to to tell the rest of the story and. I would hope it's because it's really stupid, but no, no, it's because of racism. Uh, so Abe tells the story uh, that I guess he got passed down to him by his grandfather uh, that 
when Burns and Homer go out to the turnip shed, Marge is in the shed with Virgil at a shotgun. She basically chases uh, Burns off, uh, tells Hiram that he, uh, that she is leaving him, and they hop on a wagon full of hay to get out of there. Uh, of course, they are immediately put on wanted posters forever. We get a oh, cameo from Honest Abe uh, to give Marge his stovepipe hat to hide her hair. Matt. And then we get a... Matt. Matt. Yes, Robbie. Why Why is Abraham Lincoln in The Simpsons? <laughs> because they thought, how could Marge hide her hair if she had to go on the run? Stovepipe hat. At least it's relatively in the right time period. Although by 1860, he was already president. So why the heck was he in Springfield? I don't know. But this... at least he was alive at the time. Matt, like, I can't. Abraham Lincoln. The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. It's effectively Marge runs into Abraham Lincoln and he helps mm-hmm. hide her hair. Maybe she could just cut it. No, that's crazy. It's crazy. Like there's no there's no like this deeply serious topic about and like you think they're leading to oh it's the Underground Railroad. They're gonna tell us like history lessons about the Underground Railroad and the, the and like obviously there's so much drama in those stories. There's so much drama and conflict and excitement, and you could easily tell really compelling stories about a slave trying to escape and the the the, the very dangerous situation of trying to escape and, and and all that stuff. But instead, they make jokes about Mabel needing to hide her hair with Abraham Lincoln's hat, and you're like, what? I... Anyway, moving on. Uh, at this point, I've got a clip for the rest of it because I just, I literally couldn't Ooh, the rest boy. of this episode. Ooh, boy. As the border drew close, so did Virgil and Mabel. After you. By the time they crossed into Canada, things had changed. Mabel divorced Hiram and got one of his shoes in the settlement. Virgil lived out the rest of their days in peace. They got married, and since Virgil had no last name, they both took the name Simpson so that Mabel could keep all her monogrammed table linens. And their son, Abraham Simpson, was my great-grandfather. So you're actually descended from Virgil, not Hiram. Are you happy? Yes, I'm thrilled. We've regained our family honor, and we're 164th Black. So that's why I'm so cool. That's why my jazz is so smooth. And that's why I earn less than my white co-workers. Grandpa, why'd you try to keep us from finding this out? Well, it's hard to explain this to a young person, but people of my generation are, you know... Racist. That's it! I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, it never bothered any of you that my father's French. You know, Bouvier. So that's why I love drinking so much. I'm French, not you. Say la vie, baby. Robbie, this episode was not great. Up until this point. But at, when I finished watching this, I literally wanted to throw a chair through a window. <laughs> what? Oh, what, what? Jazz? Coolest? <laughs> what? Oh, that was good, man. I like that. That's a good noise. Let's just... I... Oh, it's... Okay, so... This makes... 
okay, one, this makes no sense whatsoever. It is so insane to me that they show, like, if you want to do this, you shouldn't. Okay, first off, you should. They shouldn't have done this. If you wanted to do this to make it make even make sense, you have Hiram not look like Homer, right? You have Hiram look like just a random kind of Simpsons character, and you have Marge look like Marge, and you have Virgil look closer to what Homer looks like. If you want to even do this, you shouldn't to make it make more sense. That's what you would do. But instead, they have Hiram look exactly like Homer. And like, guys, I have eyeballs. Like, it, and, 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 okay, and, and then, then you're like, okay, I got past the, okay, that doesn't make any sense. And then you're like, wait a minute. So the Simpsons are, have, are 164th black? And this is canon now? This is canonical. And then you make racist jokes and like these this is this is explicitly racist like this is the explicitly racist stuff and you're like oh well it's about positive stuff right it's about how they're cool and they're good. like you're like no that's 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 still stereotypes very, are still stereotypes yeah, they're all bad they're still it's still racist guys it's still racist um and even in 2010 that's not like this is not like it's 1992, all right. This is 2010. You should know better by this point. It's not like they do. Obviously, they still this stuff still perpetuates. I mean, this is this culture. is written by 60 year old white men, so it's very possible they just don't. Spend <laughs> I any don't time think on the these guys have. were 60 at the time, Matt. They might have been in their 40s or something. I don't really know how old. I know Ian Max and Graham had been on the show for a very long time, even at this point. But I don't remember when Billy Kibble started. But I don't think they were in their 60s. They're not Al Jean now. Um, <laughs> And this is obviously, this is the product of a writing staff, right? It's not one person who writes these episodes. A whole team of people looked at this, and then a whole team of people animated it, and a whole team of people did a show read, did a, like a, did a read for this. All the cast, all the creatives, all the producers, the Matt Grading, the showrunner, Al Jean, everyone's there. They all, like, many steps along the way, and everyone, you know, that's fine. Uh, it's not fine. It's very bad. And... I when and you know I I don't know if it's it's more subtly you know problematic than let's say Google by Pan or the Simpsons Safari, but it is still very bad. And I and it like it and here at the end like they literally you like earlier in the very beginning uh, or near the beginning of this episode I said you know the way they could do it is have Lisa come to terms and say like oh. Like, I think the only way it makes sense is if Lisa actually doesn't know the truth. That it's all kind of hearsay and third-hand stories, and you don't really know what your rel- your you know, ancestors from 150 years ago were like, or what they believed. And obviously, like, it's so complicated because everyone's a product of the culture they grew up in and of the of their parents and their parents' parents and what they were taught was okay. And what was taught, what they were taught were right. And how you internalize, you can easily internalize, internalize prejudice just because of that and how it's very hard to disentangle that stuff. And that's complicated. And you might end up feeling guilty about things that you're not directly responsible for. And sometimes you just can't get away from those feelings. They just exist and you have to kind of make peace with them. Um, and you can make peace by them with paying peace with them by trying to like help people today that are facing problems, whatever they are. 
And Lisa can learn that and say, oh, I was kind of misguided and like trying to ease my own mind and like learning the truth about the past. And instead, I should just focus on today and help people. But they don't do that. Instead, they say, oh, the Simpsons are actually part black. And uh, that's the reason, blah, 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 blah. Racism, racism, racism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's atrocious. Like, this is the thing, Matt. Like, when you come, like, when you say, oh, it's not that bad. I'm like, yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. Like, this is how the episode ends. This is the last thing you see on screen is this. Like, and all, like, from beginning to end, it's nonsense. None of them makes sense. Krusty's in the past. Why? Why is Krusty in the past? Why is Burns there? Why do Homer look, why does Hiram look like Homer? Why does Eliza look like Lisa? Oh, because they, it's convenient. That's everything in this. is. It's convenient. It's harder the other way. It's harder to tell a good story. It's harder not to be racist. It's harder to not include this really lame and lazy humor about donuts that a slave made for Homer once. Like, what the hell? So, no, I'm not going to cut it any slack. Is it better than maybe, like, is it better than Simpson Safari? Yes. It's better than Simpson Safari. But how high, like, much better? No. No, it's not much better. It's terrible. This is season 21. <sighs> yeah, you want to, here, well, don't worry. You don't, need, you don't need to throw a chair through a window, okay? Don't destroy your own belongings. Windows are expensive, especially in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just... Just get the cannon ready, okay? We'll just get a cannon. Okay. Okay. We'll get there. Um, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Would you, could you? Robbie, is this episode broken? Because, yeah, yeah, it is. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I don't. Yeah, it's, it is it is absolutely broken. There's like almost nothing good in it. Um, but I, I don't. Don't write an episode about slavery. Like, I don't know. I'm not fixing this. I don't like, yeah, I, I had proposed multiple. We had proposed multiple things throughout this episode. Hey, this could make it make more sense. This is how you could frame this properly. But why? Why would you try and do this? Yeah, it's like you have to know yourself. You have to know that uh, you have to know that you are not capable of writing something well. Maybe, maybe in the golden years, the best writing staff the Simpsons ever had could have had something approaching this, but they didn't for a very simple reason. It's next to near, it's next to impossible. I just, it's pointless. Like, don't do it. You're not, you're the Simpsons, man. You're a comedy show. You don't need to write. Why are you writing apps about slavery? What's wrong with you? Did, well, who went, you know what? We should write an episode about Lisa tries to uncover the, their, their history about in, in, in how it's intertwined with slavery. How did everyone else in the room that wasn't that one person go, no, let's not do that. Are you stupid? What's wrong with you? <sighs> God almighty. All right. So we're not fixing it. Go to hell. <laughs> no. Throw this. Just, just, just completely trash this. Nuke. Uh, glass the planet, man. That's what I, 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 I you know, nuke it from orbit. All right, uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Uh, comments of the news group. I'm losing my mind. Comments of the news group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for them to leave their review of an episode. I read it on the air first from Tim. I'm not sure I would call this a contender for the worst episode ever. Yes, the subject of slavery and its repercussions very definitely seems like something that would be beyond the grasp of the Simpsons writers. Let's not kid ourselves. It mostly is. But in the end, this almost felt like a story. And for once, we weren't bothered by an irrelevant B-plot. I do understand Grabobble's frustration that all kids seem to choose Jackie Robinson or Barack Obama to emulate. That's a serious issue with Black History Month. Yeah, there's a whole Black History Month thing in here, too, which... which 
is also like muddying the waters. We didn't really mention it because, again, it is completely, it is literally introduced and then dropped. It is it exists for a single scene when Lisa gets uh, contradicted by Millhouse. Yeah. That's it. Uh, continuing, it seems to create an all-or-nothing aspect they find ultimately harmful. This is underscored by the sub-banner at Springfield Elementary coming soon, March. Could have done with that library lesbian joke, though, and that brings this down from 325 to 350. Still find it more watchable than the last three episodes. Don't ultimately find this canon, though. One could fix this by writing actual jokes. Didn't laugh once. Perhaps creating a slightly more plausible plot. Y'all are, most of y'all are much more generous than me. From Tushin, Tauschen, this is Lisa the Simpson, if you replace the sexism with racism. No scratch that, it's worse. All the emotional highs of the episode fall apart once you think about the implications of men being genetically predisposed to being losers. This is bad from start to finish, knowing that those women either no longer exist or are horrible people because Lisa can't find anyone inspirational in her family tree. She makes a slave's life all about her first by gaining this white savior complex. The fact the story went from a presentation on Simpsons ancestry to Black History Month makes it all the more egregious, then being sad that he wasn't able to escape, but that someone from her interest had nothing, something to do with it. Then we get to the punchline of that episode, the Simpsons are black, so none of what we did was racist. Maybe Lisa will save the Native Americans next. Even outside of that, this episode has many problems. Nothing about the pacing of this episode makes any sense. Homer taking the book away, then not caring when Lisa gets it back. Millhouse having a diary. The end of the story being the footnote of a cookbook. Why does Mabel look like Marge? We see the picture of her. Even the slave story itself didn't really make any sense. I just realized Family Guy already did this. That's not a good thing when Family Guy does the same plot. <laughs> Next from Dara. Um, the episode had very nice animation. I think I still dislike the Great Wife Hope a bit more, but do not want to watch either episode again to figure out if that's a true statement. Twelfth best episode of season twenty-one from Derek. Imagine to quench our thirst, we needed humor instead of water. My God, the situation comedy would leave us all dried up, shriveled husks. But if the comedy is missing, perhaps the situation is intriguing and entertaining enough to get by. Nope, it's boring. It's very, very, very boring. Did the writing team shift at the same time as the switch to HD? Because the change was far more profound than just the aesthetic. When you think of how bad season 19 was, it felt nowhere near as lifeless as these episodes. The sheer emptiness and nothingness of these episodes makes me for such a numbing viewing experience that I dread having to watch them. Can never, I can never ever understand why people would say that the show got better around this time when deriding the Scully years, but I think more people are sharing my opinion now. Dear God, this is intolerably dull. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to make this episode sound exciting. It, I, I hate it. It's not, not at all. It, it's not exciting. It is very, like, that's the other thing. Like, you'd think, oh, it is a, like, the flashbacks are about a runaway slave. And, like, I, like I said, that would be very, that's very dramatic, very, like, tense situation. And obviously, a lot of drama there to mine for a really great story. But it's boring on top of everything else. Uh, finally, from JJ. Guess the silver lining is that this did not being grossly offensive like we were all probably expecting, but still the same bland slop we've been fed all season, only this time structured around a subject the season 21 writers really don't have the ability to handle gracefully. Lisa seems to care more about the fact that her ancestors were bad people than she does about the plight of black slaves. Makes it all about herself. She even makes a presentation for Black History Month about her white ancestors just to show off. Who does that? Shouldn't an episode about this topic have been told from the perspective of, say, Carl and not Lisa? Better yet, just don't make it. And Grandpa conveniently knew the truth the entire time, but kept it himself because he's racist? What are you doing, Simpsons writers? Best I can say is they probably had good intentions, and when they made this, but it still suck diddly ucks. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you, all of you, for watching this, Drek, and leaving a review. 
uh, and supporting the show. If you'd like to join us at our in our cavalcade of calamity, our period of pain, you can just sign up at patreon.com slash the Simpsons show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Olympic sport? I had to think about this a little bit, but I appreciate everyone who took the time to answer. Matt, take it away. All right. First up from Dara. Gymnastics for the overall awe factor. Ice hockey for everything else. Uh, from Kevin, dressage is the best thing to watch at the Olympics until they bring back equestrian vaulting. Wow, equestrian vaulting sounds incredible. I hope they bring that back. Uh, from Andy, uh, winter figure skating and summer synchronized swimming. How they can do all that and not drown is so impressive. That is very true. Uh, from Tim, oh, definitely luge, both for the excitement as well as the name itself. <laughs> uh, from Aaron, kayaking is amazing. He's not wrong. Kayaking is, if you ever watch Olympic kayaking, it's, the, the, what they're able to do is amazing. I don't see how it's possible, but ugh, they're Olympians, I guess. Uh, from Derek, any sport that includes an element on running, because that's my thing. I used to run five miles every morning, but I developed two stress fractures in December, and doctors say I can't even attempt to run again for 12 weeks, and I'm absolutely miserable. 100% just using this week's question to bitch about my predicament and try and gain some sympathy. Forgive me. <laughs> We're very sorry to hear that, Derek. You should... Well, if you have two stretch fractures in your legs, you can't really do that much. But maybe a bench press? I I don't know. It, it, uh, it, I'm... Get well soon, Derek. Yes, please get well soon, Derek. Yeah. All right. Uh, from Everett, my favorite Olympic sport has to be gymnastics because I'm the least flexible person in the world. Can't even touch my toes. So I love watching it just to see how inflexible I really am and how much so other people are. Uh, from my Dean Jacobson my heart says tennis as I've played it since I was a grade schooler but I always seem to find myself watching the diving events the body control and flexibility these people have is amazing and while they are constantly training you only hear about them once every four years uh, from Matt Cilioto never been one to really pay that much uh, attention to the Olympics but when the original dream team was formed I was all over it greatest team ever assembled uh, from Matt Crayon underscore books hockey mm. Uh, from Matt Ripley WG, I love any of the events that combine athleticism and artistry, gymnastics, figure skating, those sorts of things. But I also love luge because I enjoy watching very fast maniacs. <laughs> very true. Robbie, what is your answer? I, you know, I, it's, it's a really tough one for me, honestly. I like, I try, like, I really thought back. I'm like, what actually sport did I actually like? seek out the most in like recent times and i think it's honestly is weightlifting olympic weightlifting is so much fun to me um because again if you're watching any olympic sport all these people are the peak of human capacity right in whatever the way the sport challenges you and i think i really like weightlifting one because it is a kind of insane the amounts like you know over a thousand pounds of, of weight by some of the you know the strongest people, uh, or even like the smaller weight classes, the amount of weight they can lift for being, you know, someone who's half my size. It's just absurd. But also that they kind of defy when when you think of an Olympic athlete, how they look. You know, a weight most of the time the weightlifters they don't look like super fit, even though they are. They're incredibly fit and incredibly strong, and I really like that. But I mean, there's Olympics are just fun. Like there's just so many, like I, like I like all the combat sports. That's a lot of fun. I like obviously hockey. Hockey's great. I just wish we could use NHL players again. 
and they were going to do it until uh, COVID stopped them, um, which is understandable. But like basketball doesn't face that problem. You know, you get NBA players in the Olympics, which is makes it so compelling. But I also I really like the fact that you know they've added you know the you know more modern sports, snowboarding and skateboarding and bicycle biking and stuff like that, BMX, whatever. Um, that's a lot of fun too. But weightlifting, ultimately. Matt, what's your answer? It's a really hard pick, honestly. Um, I also very much enjoy weightlifting, uh, but I always seem to be drawn to gymnastics for some reason. Uh, I don't know particularly why. It's something about the incredible strength and flexibility and poise and just body control. Diving is is also the same way. It's being that strong on top of also being able to be able to do those things with your body just seems incredible to me. Like I have no idea. Like I, I'm not. My balance isn't terrible, but to be able to just leave the ground and come back on a tiny little beam or to be able to like throw yourself around a pair of, uh, you know, uh, uneven bars and just the, the floor exercises alone. I'm just like, how is a it, how is a body able to do that? Uh, weightlifting, same way. It's like human bodies don't seem like they're capable of this. And yet we're reminded every four years that, oh, yeah, they definitely are. It's just amazing. Next week's question, completely separated from this atrocity of an episode is what episode have you seen the most? have to think about that mm. is it your favorite is it the one that just happened to be on the most is the one that is there a comfort episode that you seek out the most think about it post this on all our social media twitter at simpson show pod you can email us at simpson show pod at gmail.com and again the question is posted on our patreon patreon.com slash the simpson show we can move on that to our next segment it's time for the new google trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge. Sir Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a four-point lead on me of the season, which is a very unfortunate fact. Wish it wasn't true, but it is. Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am. I picked questions from your favorite episode. Oh, no. In Simpsons Safari, Dr. Bushwell uses her monkeys to mine for what? I believe it is diamonds. That is correct. Oh, God, I hate you so much. <laughs> All right. I went with a bad episode, but not that bad of an episode. All right, Robbie, mm-hmm. what Sin City do Homer and Ned Flanders end up in in Viva Ned Flanders? That'd be Las Vegas. You are correct. What Sin City? Uh, it's Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, that's also a Sin City. <laughs> Your medium question, Matt. Homer finds what lunchbox in the Simpsons attic? What branded lunchbox? I know exactly what he finds inside, but what lunchbox is it? I'm going to say it's a Starland vocal band lunchbox. (laughs) I mean, for a random guess, that's not terrible. Uh, It is Uh, Burke's Law. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That is a that's an incredibly deep cut. That should have been left. Yeah. All right. Your medium question. Who zings Marge during the casino explosion at the beginning of Viva Ned Flanders? Who zings Marge? At the... Oh, right, 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 right. Um, wait, now I'm not sure if I actually am remembering any of this pro- properly, Matt. I haven't watched Viva Def later probably since we did the episode on it. Um, zings Marge? Like, makes fun of her, right? That's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, word. Yep. Okay. Makes fun of her. Is it like somebody on stage? Um, uh, Gabo? Oh, I'm sorry. It is Don Rickles. Oh, right. Did they? Is that? It's actually Don Rickles too, isn't it? They got Don Rickles. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. 
Your hard question, Matt. Which unions support the Bag Boys strike, which starts the episode? Oh, gosh. There are three of them. And I don't know any of them. Um, I think mean, the meat packers and unpackers, it is um, uh, the, 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 the local, uh, you know, the trolley collectors and uh, going to go with the, the, the train lines, the railways. We have the Brotherhood of Fruit Packers and Unpackers. So it's Fruit Packers. Fruit Packers. Yeah, we have to, Dang it. obviously, the, the very lazy joke there. The Shelf Dusters Union. Shelf Dusters. And finally, the Unattractive Waitresses of America. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. All right, Robbie. Your hard question. In this episode, what is Barney's birthday? I mean, I only have, I mean, I can't, there's 365. That's true. Days, so I I have one in three hundred sixty five chance. Just to my guess, like April nineteenth. Ooh, sorry, it's July fifteenth. Any reason they picked that day? I have no clue. Okay, no, the, the answer is no. Then all right, that's fine. Um, Matt and I both we have entered the part of the of the season where Matt and I both are at a stalemate, where we have obliterate we obliterate each other with questions that I'm too stupid to answer, and Matt is not smart enough to answer. Um, we're we're tied one one today. We Matt still has a four point lead. Not a, not a big fan of that, Matt. You know what? You could ask me just three mm-hmm. easy questions and give me a three points for all of them. Could you do that? No. 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 You sure? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that'll bring us to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Um, By the way, real quick, I just want to point out, Mm -hmm. uh, so there's an alternate answer to my question, depending on when you looked it up, because it's something tingled the back of my brain, and apparently in the original Aryan of even Ed Flanders, Barney's birthday is April 20th, and Homer says, same as Hitler's, and apparently in reruns, this was changed to June 15th, same as Lassie's, so you were wrong either way, but I just wanted to point out, for those of you who are (laughs) going to say something, I know. I don't. I did not know the Hitler thing. I guess April nineteenth because it's my uncle's birthday. I, it was, uh, I, there's no rhyme or reason really for my. So you were incredibly close, actually. Oh yeah, four twenty. That's terrible. That's a morbid thing, huh? For that that the the weed mm-hmm. number, huh? So this episode's. Uh, I hate it. I'm gonna say that I hate this episode, Matt. Um, I know everyone. Oh yeah. There's. It's. You know. It, it has. I think that that's the thing. It has like on the surface, it has like the appearance of mediocrity, right? It just feels like another one of those very boring, bad season twenty-one episodes. Mm-hmm. Woof woof. Yeah, I believe our my dinner's here. Um, so the dog had to bark. Tell us. So <laughs> it has that appearance, right? It has the facade? Oh, it's just mediocre, right? And it's not as bad as it could be. Uh, I disagree. And I think it's incredibly wrong-headed. It does. I don't think it is the worst episode ever, um, but it is. I would put it below 400. I think it's the worst season 21 episode so far. Uh, I think it's worse than Homer the Whopper. Um, and I think like it. It gets into that like bottom 15 territory. It's. I think it's worse than Smoke on the Daughter. Um, it's like we're, when we get to Bart Mangle Banner, we're on the road to Delaware, the father, the son, the holy guest star. I think that's the right territory for this. 
It is, yeah, because this is not like as awful as some of those, but it's still really bad and stupid. I just think like it is just it is it is so stunning to me every step along the way. Like, how does this episode get made? It, like, that's the thing when you get to these episodes, you're like, how does no one at some point if you're like, let's say you're Matt Groening, right? And I don't think Matt Groening has an active hand in the day to day operations of The Simpsons, right? He mm-hmm. stepped. He, he, I know he's at table reads i know he does dvd commentary and i'm sure he checks in on the show from time to time and asks, you know he has probably his meetings without gene how's it going how's it th- how was it this week this month this production this season etc it is still his baby at the end of the day how does he not step in and go guys we shouldn't like no matter how much money you have committed to this at no at no certain point do you go we stop this when this does not get released we we pivot be make it do his clip show right or have one less episode this season or something um because that's the thing to me when you get to this stuff you're like this is so baffling like how does they made an episode about slavery right it's centered around lisa and there's a terror the terrible race and like the the joke at the end is the simpsons are black really 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 like that's just so mm-hmm. crazy to me um like i think it is absolutely not worse than Google Guy Pan. I think Google Guy Pan is still worse than this. So I I don't think it's below that. And I no, don't think definitely it, not. And it's not a, and it's below it's below Home of the Waffer. It's above Google Guy Pan. You could talk me into any of those places in there. Yeah. Okay. Real quick, what is uh, what is stop or my dog will shoot? I don't remember that one. If this is where I look up the title and and then I tell you what's in it. And you go, oh my god, it's that one. Uh-huh. Oh, that's oh yeah, of course, Matt. That's the that's the one where it's the one that guest stars Rudy Giuliani and has has Sans LaHoper as a cop. <sighs> Sans LaHoper becomes a cop. Oh. And, and goes remember he goes to the cop bar and he's all mm-hmm. he gets drunk. Uh-huh. Yep. That's a <laughs> that's a really bad episode. That's so bad. That was so bad. Um who boy. Like that's I we're in the right territory though. This is literally this is the right spot. This is like the right area for it. Um, let me think. I think this is better than that. I think it is, but not by much. Ugh. I I think, and I think my first inclination was like Bonfire of the Manatees was like the true test. Like, is it better or worse than that? I I was really having a tough time answering, and I think that's the question we answer. Like, once we have that answer, we know where it goes because I think it's either right above Bonfire of the Manatees or right below Bonfire of the Manatees. I'm going to say right below. I would rather watch Bonfire of the Manatees than this again. Like, I just remember watching Bonfire of the Manatees and being so distraught, Matt. I just remember being so upset. Like, how many times we just watch in that episode, we watch a manatee vomit. Like, it's so many times. (sighs) Yeah, there's so many worse things. I know. It's not. It's just so stupid. Like, that's the thing where it's just so dumb. But I think I ultimately I agree with you. I think Bonfire of the Manatees is better. Not by a lot. And obviously, yeah. you're measuring different things, but it's still we're at the bottom of the list, right? This is the bottom ten of the list. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so that's a new. Hey, speaking of Matt, new number four twenty on the list. Couldn't we? Couldn't we? Did not play in this one oh at all. Um, but that is new number four twenty on the list. The the color yellow. It it didn't get the worst episode ever, but it's down there. It's a number two twenty eight on the Pulse Golden Years ranking. How long is how low we got, Matt? 
228 out of yep. there's no, there's 237 post golden years episodes on this list. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Um, last on the list, still codependence day. It's hanging on there. It's real. It's strong territory down there. And in first place, Homer's enemy. Um, we're not done yet, though, man. We're almost done. But we have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. And that question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon. The cannon. The cannon. The cannon. The cannon. I mean, this is explicitly. Yes. This is explicitly <laughs> what this cannon is for. Okay, it is to take these terrible episodes of Simpsons and fire them away from the thing I love. Okay, I'm, this is <laughs> this is me protecting the show from itself. Mm-hmm. Fire the cannon. So, goodbye. Forever. This is the only time we'll ever mention this episode again is when we have to rank another terrible episode near it. And we go, what was that one again? And we go, oh, right. The one where the Simpsons saved and solved racism. Oh, boy. Um, We're going to ask the same question. About every episode on the list is working our way down. We're number 126 is Brother from the Same Planet. Oh, yes, 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 please. Yeah, Brother from the Same Planet. Another just good, solid episode. Funny, competent, works well. Yes, it stays. Of course it stays. I think we're going to still be going quite a bit time before we uh, get to any nose on this list. But it's nice to think about it, man. Just think about that episode. Think about Brother from the Same Planet. Man, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Man, it's good. It was nice, enjoyable. You watch it a couple times in a row, and you just wouldn't get bored. Isn't that crazy? Like you could probably take any of the top two hundred episodes of this, watch it five times in a row, and you'd be like, "Nah, still having a good time. This is still funny, even after all that." Our next episode, man. Postcards from the wedge. Okay, I don't want to know. Honestly, at this point. I mean, it's better than, like, I read the synopsis and I go, that's probably better. Um, in this episode, Marge, Homer and Marge tried to discipline Bart. Bart has a plan to manipulate them and backfires when Homer and Marge see through the plan and decide to ignore him. This, like, this feels positively grounded and normal compared to what we just right? watched. Right? Thank God, finally. So, like, there's that, right? That's next time. Uh, you can find this stuff on our website. It's com. It includes links to everything, to our, all our social media, to our Patreon, and to our RSS feed. Uh, if you don't support the show, if you never support the show, we'd really appreciate you if you did, even if for a month or two. You dip in. You get a sampling of our bonus material. Dip out, that's fine. I do like, we do put a lot of work into it. Um, we'd like you to check it out. You can find me online on my website. It's RobbieDorman.com. It has links to all the things I do online, including all of my novels. I have 12 of them. Uh, 11 of them are horror novels. One of them is not. My newest is called The Other. It is a exorcist-style possession story about a, I don't know, a battle between love and an evil from hell itself. Uh, I, it's The Exorcist meets The Notebook. Give it a chance. I think you'll like it. It's on Amazon Unlimited, Kindle Unlimited. If you have that, you can read for free. If you can, the ebook's four ninety nine. Practically given away. Buy my book. Matt is not... Pre- and it's this- amazing. It's a great Ooh. story, guys. Ooh, amazing. You hear that? Matt actually read it. Mm-hmm. He knows. I did. He knows. And it's probably the same version you guys would get. It's pretty close. It, it reads better because there's less grammatical errors. And uh, Oh, well, that helps. Yeah. yeah. Matt, yeah, unfortunately, I don't do that before I give it to Matt because he might tell me to remove an entire chapter. So I'm not going <laughs> to fix the That's chapter. That's only happened a couple of times. 
Sometimes it does. Some, I mean, that's why sometimes that stuff needs to go. Sometimes it, someone needs to tell me and go, Robbie, you don't need that. All right. And take that, that, that little bit. You can take that out. It's fine. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I spend all of my time taking care of various tiny animals. Uh, at this point, we're down to one cloud masquerading as a kitten and one duck uh, with a few, you know, just tiny little issues he has. Uh, but he's a very good duck. He's a very sweet duck and he will nibble the hell out of you. And the cloud is so gigantic now that he's bigger than the house, but he still demands to be fed every day. I don't, I don't understand how clouds can need food, but whatever. <sighs> But yes, you can see all of these incredibly adorable things uh, on Instagram at kittenturns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, or at kittenturns.org. With that, we'll call it a day. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching the zip. <laughs>